Good day, listener. As we record this, it is the 28th of March. We're almost done with uh, the second year starting of uh, all this excitement that I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit today. But uh, now, the person you've all been waiting for, Nancy Hugo. Dan, how nice of you to say that. And um, welcome, everybody. This is the, I want to say, the last week of the first quarter of 2021. Um, you know, every week we say something about the pandemic and COVID. I mean, that's been the main topic, I think, for the last what, 14 months of everybody's life around the world. So this week, our governor, uh, said, okay, you don't have to wear a mask, but we'll say you don't have to wear a mask in the businesses in Arizona unless the owner of the business decides you do have to wear a mask. So there's Ducey taking no responsibility. Again, um, I really don't pay attention to what he has to say, but I know a lot of people complain about his, uh, his laws, his press conferences, his thoughts. So, yeah. I don't know what the guy is planning to do for the future. But anyway, as of right now, if I want to go to the store and there's a big sign that says you have to wear a mask, got to wear your mask. If they don't have a sign, it's up to you. But I think I'm always going to wear a mask only because I think it's a little safer. I've had my two shots. I know I don't have COVID. I can't guarantee that, but um, so I'm playing it safe. Now, how is it in Las Vegas, Dan? <clears throat> well, I have not. I have not been down. I've not, I've not been more more than two miles away from my home. Still, I was going to visit the Pinball Hall of Fame um, last weekend, so that would have been the twentieth. That's right. <clears throat> I mentioned that. Excuse me. But it was the beginning of March Madness, I think, and supposedly we we were completely taking advantage, we being tourists, we're taking advantage of the uh, raised occupancy limits and whatnot. So supposedly it was just a madhouse on the Strip, relatively speaking. No more taking pictures of the Strip with nobody on it, I guess. So I decided to put that off a little bit. So I might go check that out uh, at some point. But Basically, everything I'm reading is that the, for example, the the uh, gaming regulators, the uh, the Nevada Gambling Commission, I think it is, <clears throat> they have reminded their membership, their uh, over which they have sight, the oversight, uh, that they're still supposed to be following distancing rules and whatnot because people keep posting photos of casino pools and whatnot being just packed. Nobody, nobody's observing anything. Well, I talked about my big complaint last week were those idiot college kids on the beaches. So why should Vegas be any different? Well, so, <clears throat> so we'll, we'll begin to see. And so the, the problem with uh, Nevada especially the Las Vegas area, is that <clears throat> we have t- tourists. Uh, it, if tourism were to return to its previous lofty heights, we were getting something around 950,000 visitors to the city each week. 
the county probably more likely because it's one uh, it's the unincorporated strip and all that but anyway so uh the entire population of the greater metro area is something like two or two and a half million depending on which circle you draw around everything you know if you include henderson or not or whatever so uh the las vegas area is something like two million and if you imagine half of your population is coming to visit you every week then and then they go home right so it's hard to say if the uh the impact will be felt in Las Vegas or if people report through contact tracing or other history, whether people in other places have brought the virus with them, who knows? So we'll, we'll have to see, see what yeah, happens. But what happened to the old, what goes on in Vegas stays in Vegas. Ha ha ha. They changed that, um, marketing slogan, uh, I think two years ago now. And it's, uh, what happens in Vegas only happens in Vegas, or I think abbreviated to only in Vegas. Well, that doesn't make sense. What happens in Vegas spreads around the world. That should be the new mantra. <clears throat> well, that is my concern, generally speaking, is that basically it's uh, so <laughs> you see it all the time in sports, uh, a runner or especially running uh, track events. They are approaching the finish line and they celebrate and they are waving their hands and they're waving at the crowd and all that. And someone sneaks up behind them and wins because they were celebrating too soon. So I think uh, I think having a vaccine available is enough to boost the confidence of people who want to just go out and have a, well, return to normal, I suppose, is the, the mantra. So I think it was back actually in Florida somewhere. Somebody was yelling, COVID is over, or the pandemic is done, you know, these sorts of exclamations. And yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Mm, yeah. I can go right into my complaining. Somebody told me this week that they missed my soapbox. And if you're not aware of that, for 13 years, I wrote a column on Designer's Circle and I bitched about everything. And with a little bit of humor, a little bit of research, and mostly what pissed me off that week. I never really planned what to write about because things happen through the week. And... Uh, so I told her, well, just listen to Hugo Floss. I bitch about something every week. Now, this week, I'm going to bitch about, uh, well, we really shouldn't bitch about the uh, doctors and the nurses because they've done such a wonderful job. But every time I go into a doctor's office, and we visited a lot because your father's um, health situation and so when I enter the hospital or a doctor's office, they have to take my temperature. And now we know that's ridiculous because you could have COVID and not have a temperature. They asked me if I, last week, matter of fact, they asked me if I uh, traveled outside the country and if I've been near anybody with COVID and if I have any symptoms. Then always I say, no, no, no. But they never asked if I had a, a vaccine. And I wondered why. So I asked one of these nurses. This particular nurse got on my nerves the whole time I was there. And I said, how come you don't ask if we had the vaccine? Now, this doesn't make sense. She said, well, because some people don't want them and we don't give them anyway. Now, does that make sense? Here I'm talking no. to a nurse who is an RN. I thought she had a half a brain in her head, but that was the most ridiculous answer I have ever heard. 
among other things that she said that didn't make sense. Um, and I might, might as well say, I won't mention her name, but everything she said was sing-songy, which gave me no confidence in her. And at the end of the visit, I was right. She is an idiot. Um, <laughs> that being said, um, yes, and I will complain about um, things along the way. Uh, just one more. Okay, one more. One more. Yeah, one more. Every time I call a doctor's office or the insurance company or the hospital, which, like I said, I do frequently, I have to listen to um, listen to dial nine if you don't speak English, and of course, then they proceed in Spanish. Now, my question is: If you don't speak English and you don't speak Spanish, what do you do? Are you out of luck? Oftentimes, yes. Yeah. So I mean, they're that's assuming. True. Yeah. That's true of anywhere. Um, All the signs are in Spanish and English. So they're saying that in the next, I don't know how many years, uh, Spanish is going to be the main language of the United States. I there, don't speak Spanish. Yeah, there is no, just for the record, for anybody listening, uh, there is no federally mandated language. So. Hmm. Oh, good. I mean, but, so it, it could be the majority spoken, but English yeah. will always be. Well, that's typically why everything is in Spanish. But still, the people who don't speak Spanish, and we have a lot of people who don't speak Spanish or English sure. living in the Phoenix area. So yeah. I don't know what they do. But also, when, besides listening to that, you know, if you don't speak English, then dial this. You also have to listen to their commercials and they have a loop. So you listen to the same damn commercial constantly over and over. And I have been on hold for 20, 25 minutes. But my favorite one, since I'm complaining, is when they say your wait time is 20 minutes. And I think, well, I've got to stay because I have a question. And after 20 minutes, they say goodbye. And you, yeah. you've lost your place in line. That's yeah. my one of my own favorite things. So. I won't complain anymore today. I'll save it for next week. Very good. I um, when you go to Ireland, they everything is in Irish and English, so <clears throat> you uh, you can learn a little bit of Irish, I guess. Like all the street signs and all the everything on the bus uh, destinations are announced in both languages. Um, What's their language? Gaelic. Irish. Oh, so, it's Irish, so it's there's, not Gaelic? <clears throat> if, if you were to ask some Irish people, they will say, well, Gaelic is really like a Scottish language. Um, so most people will just say Irish because that's the safe answer. Oh, so I'm okay. not going to get into that. But uh, Thank you. There, is a, there is a, like, slancha is the Irish toast, if you're toasting someone. Slancha. <laughs> uh, Aaron Gobra. All, that, all these expressions are in the Irish language. And so, so you can pick up words, uh, and then, you know, a lot of the cities are Irish names. So I was, I was staying in Manute, that which looks sound like very Manute, Irish. which looks yeah. like Manute. Manute, uh, Leakslip. Well, I don't know. What does Irish sound like to you? <clears throat> um, that the point is just they're Irish. Didn't... They are Irish. <laughs> they're Irish names and Irish words and everything, but we don't really hear them. So. Yeah. So I guess you're you're hearing Spanish. Uh, so the the alternative though is to leave out huge swaths of the population. So it's a tricky tricky thing. Uh, we have we have translation technologies now that you know I can if you, if you have the right device and it 
it can hear things. It'll translate in real time sometimes. Uh, Google's latest Android builds have uh, a transcription application that will transcribe locally. So if you're hearing impaired or uh, translate languages, I think that has to be done online. But <clears throat> yeah, so you can get a lot of cool stuff. I was I was in a San Francisco airport one time and I was at the like customer help desk for United Airlines. And as you might imagine, there was a long line of people that had problems with United. And there was uh, a man there who only spoke Chinese. And I was using Google Translate to try to pick up some of what he was saying to try to help out because otherwise he was getting very frustrated and everybody was. You so, would think the person, uh, the clerk or the whatever, that customer service person would have done that, right? Well, <clears throat> Does her employer allow her to have her cell phone on her person so that she could actually do that? Uh, if she did that, would she then have to do it for everyone who saw that happen? Um, does yes. she have the wherewithal to do that? Maybe she has an iPhone, doesn't have the Google Translate stuff on Who knows? Who knows? I can't speak to that. But uh, it's the same, almost the same exact problem you just described. So you have, uh, they have some languages covered and some not. And when someone needs help in a language not supported, then they're out of luck. My grandparents didn't speak English, not a word. Everything was Italian. My four grandparents, not, so they would have been out of luck. That's why they always had to have one of their kids with them because uh, they needed a translation. And of course, that many years ago, they couldn't just whip out their Android, right? If only they could. Yeah. Well, that, that helps uh, keep and I don't mean this in a negative way, but the ghetto uh, culture is ghettos form because people with similar cultures and language can form a little community and they are usually sequestered away because they don't speak the language, right? So they basically have to conduct business and interactions within this community, which can have an economic impact and all that. So, yeah, yeah and too, but they were very comfortable in that little uh commune or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it doesn't have to be awful. The, the word yeah. has a negative connotation now, but it's, you know, as a social construct, it's basically built on language and cultural similarity that basically forms like a little shell around itself. And then you're, uh, you know, that well, if you're walking around in uh, Brooklyn or, or the Bronx or something, there there would be sections of where people speak Italian or speak, people speak... Uh, yeah, they used to call them the neighborhood. This is yeah. the German neighborhood. This is the Irish neighborhood. They they never used the word ghetto, as far as I remember. Yeah, I'm just that it has a negative connotation now. So I don't. But but that is the 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 social construct is starts with because you know when you uh, when you come to a new country and you only speak your language, you associate with other people who you can speak to and conduct business with and survive, right? So. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then, and then because of the, you know, just the way the realities of the world, uh, it's hard to, I guess you could say, integrate people into a, a multi-language, multicultural, and, that, you know, America has managed to do that to some degree. And, uh, yeah, it's always a work in progress. So. Boy, it is ever. America's changing a lot. It always has been. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what's new in your world this week, Dan? So last week we talked about Worky and the week before we talked about Casa Nunzia. So 
there's always behind the scenes work to be done. And so I continue to, I'm trying to uh, do what's called a sprint. So I tried to buy, you know, one week, one week isn't, it should be five days really, but try to accomplish uh, an, an attainable set of goals. And it's always tricky when you're just one person. So I'm uh, continuing to work on my deployment infrastructure because I, we kind of touched on this last week too. I have, <clears throat> I have multiple projects that I would like to have see the light of day. And if, if I, if you, if you spend all your time getting one thing going, then that could easily limit you to being uh, stuck with just the one thing, which could be good or bad. But uh, so I, I have several projects and no staff. <laughs> which I have makes no it, staff. Yeah. I have yeah, no yeah. staff. You know, we're both in the same boat. That's why every Sunday morning we commiserate on this Hugo Floss podcast because we're 600 miles apart doing the same thing. <laughs> well, so you, uh, being a caregiver, it, it, it's not a, it's a completely solo gig, right? So, so luckily you've had some assistance here and there and, and you have to, for better or worse, you have to deal with doctors and nurses and transportation and facilities. So there's a lot of moving parts. Uh, similarly, there's a lot of moving parts that people don't even know about. Like eh, a lot of people don't know. You're just, oh, you're just taking care of somebody. Okay. They don't know the intricate details. And similarly, you know, how come this isn't done or what? And I, and I look at my quote competition and I have, I have the, uh, an, uh, paralysis analysis paralysis, I guess, is uh, an engineering challenge where it's like, ah, uh, I, I want to, I have, I have an idea in mind and a implementation path, but the implementation path gets longer and longer <laughs> because you're like, oh, I, I should do that better. I should do this so it doesn't break that and you know, all this. So anyway, that's, I, I continue to, to work on stuff. I'm really just always home. Uh, when I speak to Shang, uh, when, when our schedules align, cause she's on the East coast of China now. So she wakes up at seven 30 in the morning, gets back from work at like four o'clock in the afternoon, which is 10 PM here. And, um, four o'clock in the afternoon is seven, seven AM. No, I'm sorry. Subtract three, subtract. No, I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, for me, I add three because she's ahead. <clears throat> so 7.30 a.m. is uh, 4.30 p.m. here, and 4 p.m. is 1 a.m. here in America, in the Pacific Daylight. Boy, I'm glad I don't have to keep track of that. So, so yeah, normally I don't really think about it that much, so I don't throw it to the script. But anyway, so, um, so uh, what was I saying? So she... Um, Age is hitting you down. She no, she she always you know. So how are what, what are you doing? What, what are you up to? So she'll send me a text message like, well, so what are you doing? Because sometimes if I'm sleeping, she doesn't try to call. And uh, mm -hmm. either way, I mean, not a big deal. But and I always say, oh, I, I I'm just home. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing the same thing every day. So after a year, it's been very tricky. But uh, yeah, is it does it sound exciting yet? 
<laughs> I don't know too many people who have an exciting life with this pandemic. Most of the people I know have been staying in the house, and we talked about this oh, several times. People are working from home, and now the home office is the big thing. The learning room is the big thing. That was the uh, worky conversation from last yeah, week. Yeah, right, right. To... But I mean, but who has an exciting life now? I don't know anybody who does. Everything is, well, unless you're in college and you're going to the beach. Um, but for the most part, everybody is just hoping that everything gets better and they get back to normal. There is no normal anymore, I don't think. I do like ordering my groceries online. That started with the pandemic. And I think it's going to continue because it's only getting better and better to order my groceries drive over to the parking lot. They put it in the car. The only thing they don't do is come home with me and put a, the food away. That would be nice. There used to but, be a service or two. I don't know if it was Peapod or there have been other ones, but they would come, they would knock on your door with a big giant tub of whatever you ordered, possibly on a, on a hand truck of some sort, or maybe just carrying it or whatever. And they would come in and uh, unload your groceries for you. And well, the only the only people I ever heard that that thought that was a good idea were people who had just had a child. Yeah, I can see that. But you know, on the kitchen design end, there are people who are so disorganized that this person who would walk in with groceries, they'd probably go, "Well, where does this go?" "Oh, I don't care, just throw it on the shelf somewhere" because most people aren't organized. And so I can see if that didn't catch on, that's the reason. But anyway, going back to my things that the pandemic has caused me to look at different ways to shop. And I'm really liking the fact that I don't have to go into the supermarket and push the damn cart all over the place and be close to everybody. And I'll only do it occasionally at certain stores. But for the most part, I do like shopping online. I never thought that would be as easy as it is. It's uh -huh. almost too easy because you, you can end up, well, first of all, price comparison on the computer is great. You can go from supermarket to Walmart to Target to Sprouts to whatever, Amazon, and keep comparing prices and then just push your button when you find the best price and there it is, right at your doorstep. Right. So I like that. Uh, I can't think of too many other things that the pandemic has had a positive influence on. There have been a lot of people that never thought they would like working from home uh, but I would say, and I don't know the percentage, but I would say a lot of people are now enjoying working from home. If they have an area where they can work from and they're with their kids who are not little babies, so they have to stop and take care of the babies. A lot of them are working from home and putting the kids in daycare. And so they, if they have the choice, that'd probably be a way to continue working. Uh, oh. They're not using their car as much, and so they're saving on gas, especially now that the prices have gone up. Right. Uh, if you check with your insurance company, he can they can lower the price of your premium if you hardly use your car. So I'm trying yeah, to I think of the positive. Th oh, <laughs> you don't like, have a car. Well, no, but when I <clears throat> when I had a car, uh, even in Silicon Valley, I except for let me think, let me think. I, yeah, I mean, I would say my longest commute, not counting catching the train, so the commute where I'd actually drive, probably something in the order of five or six miles each way. Hmm. Sometimes uh, sometimes it was longer to drive than to walk because you could, you know, cut across a, 
a park or something. So uh, when I worked at Palm, I could, uh, that was a longer walk. When I worked at Jawbone, that was a, a very short walk. So it, it, uh, and when I worked at Apple, I could, uh, I had to cross the 280 freeway, but I could walk, walk to work pretty yeah, easily. So, people so yeah, I would always, this, I would Dan, always get the low mileage. listening to this and saying, and where didn't you work? <laughs> yeah, I would always get the low mileage discount because I was yeah. not driving 9,000 miles a year even. Well, I was going to digress and say, let's talk about the positives and the negatives of not having a car. And one of them I see is that you're probably healthier because you walk more. I walk a lot. <clears throat> I actually, um, I think it was, geez, three, it was more, it was probably four years ago or so. I got a, I got a, one of those smartwatch uh, athletic okay. smartwatch. Okay, so, I mean, got it. Not not an Apple Watch, but I mean, it, it's a Polar, you know, Polar and uh, Garmin and these other companies. They sell them. They're aimed at going to the gym or going running or biking or whatever. So I got one of these, and uh, especially when I started doing keto and was trying, you know, like kind of doing uh, some analysis of what I was doing to see if it was working or not. So I, I you know, I would keep track of walking to the gym and whatnot. So I, I very easily can, at this point, I think just walk until I reach the end of my, you know, where I'm going. So there's really, there, there's a point where walking really doesn't take anything away. Like it doesn't, it doesn't exhaust me to just walk for several hours. So I've, uh, I think the longest I walked one time was the bus hit the end of the line and I had to walk like 11 miles or something crazy home. How did you and, uh, feel after 11 miles? I was fine. I mean, my, my feet were tired, but, uh, cause I really didn't have comfortable. I had, I had shoes that I could easily walk two or three miles, but that far was, uh, just sore. But if I, you know, I have sneakers, I can tell you how many hundreds of miles I've walked in my sneakers and whatnot. Cause I keep track of that stuff. And, um, so, yeah. So I would say not having a car that probably the number one thing is, uh, not, not the walking actually, but definitely in the top five, probably the, one of the, one of the most interesting things. And I think you coming from the East coast, I, I never drove, I mean, we moved before I was really into going to the city or whatever, but you, you basically have to plan more. You have to be more aware of things. Well, schedules, I mean, schedules or where things are in relation to other things. So you can kind mm -hmm. of plan out like, Oh, if I go over here, I'll be near that. So I can go over there. And yeah. So, um, yesterday I, uh, yesterday I was going to go, I went for a, a walk and I think it was, um, a little over four miles. And right before I left, I broke my shoelace of my sneaker, but it didn't break all the way. So it started stripping off the outside part of the lace. I was like, ah, mm -hmm. so I tied it good enough. You don't want your sneakers to be rubbing against your foot or your sock. So it should be nice and tight. Um, so I did my walking, got home and then I said, oh, I'll, I will walk to the store and get some shoelaces, piece of cake. And I said, oh, I can actually, let me go check out Walgreens and see what their prices are on shoelaces and um, something else. Like that. Anyway, so I, I walked to do something different. So I walked to there and then I walked to Sprouts and I came home and I said, oh, I was going to go to the Smiths and get one item 
for three dollars. You know, so so basically, those were going in different directions. But it, you basically map out what you're doing, and I think people too easily will get jump in their car and just go. And this was the um, uh, what was that? There was there was a movie where everybody gets in their car and they pull up like a block or a half a block or something, and then they get back out of their car. So it's going somewhere in your car has become this like a, a dodge. Like, Oh, I don't have to actually do any. I just get in my car and I'll drive a block. I'll, I'll drive a mile and uh, it's easy to drive. And then ride share, which we can touch on in a second here in Vegas, cause it's going away because of a shortage of drivers. Well, wait, but let's go back to the advantages of not having a car. Um, probably right. the, the savings, a lot of savings, gas, insurance, car yeah. maintenance, so yeah, so up in the top five somewhere, and I, I mean ranking is not totally fair because it really just depends on the individual. Like, yeah, I can't really count the savings. I mean, I don't spend that money more, so it's I'm saving money that I don't need to spend. So okay, great, but eventually, that doesn't mean as much. Certainly, that first year, you're like, oh, I don't have to renew my registration, and I don't have to pay my insurance, and I haven't been to a gas station in however long. But by now, I, I, I don't really think about those numbers. But um, I will say just the frustration if you live in a place where there's a lot of car crime, like theft, burglary, okay. breaking breaking windows, whatnot. that is very popular here in the, the Vegas area, more so lately. So for, for if somebody were to ask you, hey, I have a car. I'm thinking of selling it. Tell me, should I or shouldn't I? Because you seem to be very happy without a car. Would you try to convince that person of all the no. positives? Nope. Or you say, hey, it's up to you, mister. I will tell I will tell people my own experiences, which I've actually written about. Uh, but once you get into the realm of, you know what you should do? Then, am yeah, I, then I'm not going to be responsible if you do it. Yeah. <laughs> So why should I try? Well, to I guess what I should have said is, um, if somebody asked you what are the positives and negatives of not having a car, you can actually tell yeah, them. I was just we, telling the positives, I guess. So, yeah. So you you do you have to be more mindful, and I I learned this when I was traveling for Intel, when I was you know, going into other countries and whatnot. Uh, I mentioned the Irish bus, so I would catch the train or the bus to wherever I was going in the Dublin area. Um, piece of cake. So eventually you're just like, oh, okay, I can catch the 15 bus or I can catch the the X bus after whatever or the 66 bus goes to my hotel, whatever, right? So uh, that was easy. In Italy, I would catch the light rail if it was raining because it rained for 13 of the 14 days that I was in Turin. That was fun. So I'd catch the light rail if I could just because I could get out of the rain. Uh, when I was in Rome, there was a big train that we caught to go to the Maker Fair. It was very easy. To, I think it was three or four stops. So, so yeah, when you, in China, uh, subway, subway and taxi, but subways, uh, so, so in other places where public transportation is more, more accessible and I don't want to say accepted because I mean, people, people ride the bus here too, but it's just a, a more, people are more accustomed to it. And I think the schedules are better and they're taken more seriously, uh, here in Vegas, not so much, but. So being mindful and, and knowing what your schedule is and when the last bus is or when the train is going to intersect with the bus so you don't have to wait for too long. So that, that's that been an interesting experience here in Vegas. But my whole mantra was, well, I've been doing this in other countries. I don't need to uh, pay for a car that sits in a parking lot for 
seven months out of the year. Right? Mm. I'd be home for a couple of days during the week and I still would take the bus. So yeah, mindful, uh, uh, more, more connection with what's going on and when, uh, planning out your schedule and your day a little bit more effectively. So you're not wasting gasoline and, and time and tra- traffic risk. Um, well, I was going to talk about the parking prices and you mentioned back East and, um, most, well, I did work in New York city, but I wouldn't very rarely would I drive in New York city because I just looked up the current monthly charge to park in a garage is an average of five fifty six hundred dollars a month. So you're looking at what uh, seventy two hundred dollars a year in that area, and then the tolls just to go over the bridge uh, to go to New York City and then to go back to your house is fourteen dollars a day. So to me, it makes sense not to drive to New York City, and a lot of people who live there don't have a car. It just right. makes sense. Get a cab. Get an Uber. And they, uh, the, the toll is only one direction, right? Yeah. yeah, right. So that's why I said to go to New yeah. York and back, 14. Now, when I was living in New York, it was it was $5. Um, and when I was a kid, it was 50 cents. So that kind of gives yeah. away how old I am. But the other thing is, if you don't have a car, you will never have a ticket for a drinking and driving, right? For, well, I mean, there here here in nevada just in the last week there have been all kinds of hit and run and hit and run uh head-on collisions pedestrian hit and run yeah the, the pedestrian was the one that got hit uh so yeah there's all kinds of um especially the the less you drive i don't know if there's a correlation with oh we've been home for a year and now we're just going to go tear up the streets and run into people but every, every day um uh, every day, let's see, I'm going to pull up, uh, well, while you're pulling it up, Phoenix has ridiculous amounts of accidents. They, they drive, I can bitch about this all day. They drive like they're driving on a farm. A lot of the people come from the Midwest or California. Yeah, California has crazy drivers. The Midwest, they're driving on their farm. They all converge in Phoenix and they don't know what the hell to do. If it sprinkles, they're in a panic. And so there's, and God forbid, running a red light is commonplace. So we have accidents all the time. We have people on motorcycles dying and um, you can't go a mile without seeing a car accident. So it's really bad here. Like I'm sure it is everywhere. The the news, um, I usually go to eight news just for, because it's, I just type eight and it uh, shows up. Um, CBS, I think, uh, here, local news. So the, the headline on their website, the, uh, the top story, the hero box, if you will, pedestrian hit and killed in South Valley crash driver arrested for DUI. So that was some well, morning drinking, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Update, uh, from, a, an, an earlier story, there were three confirmed deaths and a hit on head on crash in, um, Nye County, which is outside of Clark County. Um, where else there? Well, we can well, go on and on, but uh, the truth is that when Henry Ford started making cars, I don't think anybody thought about accidents or you know the negatives. Oh, wow, instead of taking my horse, I can take my car. And over the years, uh, traffic accidents um, are right there in the top 10 probably of uh, the cause of death. 
kids, old people, whatever, drunk drivers. I think it's the, the number lights. one non-medical. I think heart is attack it? is the medical. But yeah. I think so. Um, that that probably has changed in the last year, but generally speaking, yeah, I think that was the because. But here's the go ahead. Yeah, well, people often talk about comparing airplane. You know, yeah, yeah but but so many people get killed at once. And I, yeah, but not anywhere near the number of people that die in car related. Yeah. Well, the negatives, there's a couple of negatives. You know, if you want to go someplace um, and the person can't walk as fast as you, it's easier to just jump in the car. But the big thing is hauling something. If you do go to the store and you buy something, you have to carry it, you have to carry it on the bus and then walk with it. I like the idea of throwing stuff in the car and then driving. But that's, there are two, two concern, well, two ways of looking at that. One, mindfulness means uh, I pay attention to, oh, I can't really order the, um, or I can't buy the, the 5,000 toilet paper roll. I'll have to get the, the 1,000. Yeah, well, so you, you can so, have it shipped. So you, well, yeah, that's number two. So number one, you plan out your, I can go to the store and get a certain amount of stuff and then I'll go to the store again. So this is where the, you know, the neighborhood markets where people are very pedestrian. That's not difficult to fathom, right? It's been done. Yeah. And then two, yes, yeah, so I can have things shipped. And Target used to have their hmm, restock. Restock was uh, fill up a box, you know, however, however many items will fit, fit in this box. And it was two ninety nine. It was shipped via FedEx. You'd get it basically the next day or, you know, depending on what time you actually click buy. But yeah, so I would get paper products. Or, you know, oh, okay, so give me a, you know, a ton of toilet paper, paper towel, and uh some cleaning, you know, some detergent or some whatever. Uh, so just the, the sundries and a bus to and from Target near me is $2 each way. So automatically cheaper. I'm still paying sales tax and it's delivered to my door. So you can, now if I owned a car, I would never even have investigated that. I would just say, oh, I'll just drive over and buy stuff and throw it in the car and come back. But I don't spend any money on car insurance, car, if you're pay- making payments, which I had paid off my car, uh, insurance, gas, registration renewal, the possibility of killing someone if they're uh, cutting in front of you or whatever. So, I mean, the the actual cost to go to Target and get my package was much more than the two ninety nine for the restock. Now, they don't do the restock anymore because they were probably losing money on it, but... Yeah, the uh, uh, Smiths Kroger will deliver for free if it's over thirty five dollars, and they are awful at stocking things. So you start to, as you were mentioning earlier, you start to explore price comparisons and what you can actually purchase online, and uh, it's it's very easy. And really, so if you if you uh, if you spend your day driving, like you used to drive a lot, yeah. I used to not drive so much. I would do dr- distance driving to drive to Phoenix or to drive to wherever you know, from from and to large distances. But day to day, like I said, I was driving five miles. I didn't have to deal with the freeway in the Silicon Valley uh, commute yeah. way back when. So if you're not doing that, then you're not so used to it. Uh, Uber and Lyft drivers and taxi drivers who probably stay awake too much, they're driving all day. So they're just, I think they're better at it, so to speak. Mm, hopefully. Does that make sense? We hope. We hope they are. 
You know, oh, I, I was going to, I, 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 wait a minute. I was going to bring up the fact that years and years ago, before cell phones, before Target, before delivering, you'd see these women, my grandparents, they'd always walk to the store and they always had these little wire carts with wheels and everybody had one. They'd fold it up and stick it in their hallway. Um, but they would bring it with them, shop, fill all their groceries into this wire basket and, and walk home. This was just part of their life. There was very rarely did you see a kid on a bicycle with a big uh, basket in front of him and he would deliver the groceries. And this is, I'm talking about New York, Brooklyn, Bronx. This was commonplace. You know, there was nobody that they can say, some of them didn't even have phones, these relatives I had. Um, so there was nobody to call and say, hey, could you deliver this? Or I need this, I'm going to order it. And then I'll pick it up. You know, there was none of that. So I'm talking about life before technology, before uh, the common uh, fact that everybody could drive. These people didn't have licenses. So they didn't think about it. They didn't say, oh, my life without a car, you know. So, I mean, we sometimes we have to go back to 50 or 60 years and think about how their life was. Were they happy? Probably because they didn't miss a car. They didn't really know what a phone was, what a car was, what a mobile phone was. Yeah. That was just accepted. Well, I, I, um, <clears throat> I think probably here in, in Nevada, in Vegas, the Vegas area, uh, and actually they did – uh, cut back on some very useful bus routes for some reason. So I, I mostly don't agree at any level about anything that our uh, transit people concoct. They're, uh, I've answered surveys and whatnot. It doesn't really do anything. So I've kind of thrown in a towel. But people are, are still surprised. I, I have said to people, I, I sold my car. Oh, how do you get around? Yeah, bus or Lyft or Uber in that order, probably Lyft, um, bike sometimes. Although bicycling in this area, people are, people are very, uh, not bike aware. So I, I would really have to need to ride a bike, but walking much easier anyway. So people are just generally not aware of how public transit works. If they have a car, they don't really pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. So I find that interesting because once you are aware, and again, this was from traveling, I, I have, um, I don't know, I have it somewhere. My, my transit card from Ireland, uh, I had the, the Dublin bus application on my phone so you could know when the nearest bus was and you know, what time and all. Um, it's, it's just such a part of normal life in places outside of uh, America and outside of some cities in America, like New York, uh, it's just so normal to jump on a train or, uh, or whatever. So a bus train. So well, it, it, it you have that... different priorities when you don't have a car, you really have, and you use public transportation, you really have to be aware of the schedule. When you do have was, a car, yeah. you have to be aware of your car running out of gas and where the heck the next gas station is. <laughs> right. So when I, when I started this, I said that, yeah, having to be mindful is one thing, but also my car was sitting for most of the time. So I was paying to have a car sit in a parking lot. Yeah. So th those are why I would not advise people what to do. I would just tell them what my reasoning was. So yeah, 
for me, it doesn't make sense to pay for a car insurance registration and possible theft and other crimes for the, the amount of time that I need a car. I can go, uh, I can go. Uh, so I, <laughs> I, f- I went to France for, um, three weeks, I think for work. And I took the, bu- that was the first time I took the bus. So I, uh, I still had a car, so I left my car in the transit parking lot. I filled out a form so that they would check it but not tow it away because they're, oh, okay, you're traveling. So it cost me $2 each way to go to the airport. And my uh, my expense report, people were the manager, wait, what? where's $2? What is this? Eh, just catch the bus. So, yeah, you can you can go most places in the greater Las Vegas area eventually. And if you have to combine it with a ride share of some sort, like a Lyft or Uber or walk, or if you happen to have to catch a taxi, which is almost impossible because of the regulations here. Um, yeah. Well, wait, a minute, wait a minute. For those who are traveling to Las Vegas because they can't wait to gamble, what are the regulations for the cabs? In residential, it's not. You know, I can I can order a taxi and they'll show up here and take me to the airport or whatever. But if I'm out, if I'm en route somewhere, so I've caught a bus and I've come reasonably close to my destination, but now I need to, you know, go the last three miles or whatever. Oh, no bus, whatever. So I can catch a Lyft or an Uber and I've done that before. I'll have them meet me near the bus stop and that's totally fine. But if depending on exactly where you are, um, Taxis will not, they, they have to go to taxi stands at the resort. So if I'm, if I'm going somewhere downtown and, uh, sometimes a Lyft or an Uber driver will pick you up somewhere, but sometimes the taxi drivers won't or vice versa. So just, maybe this is true in other, um, urban areas. Uh, it just, it, it was too much of a hassle. So, uh, in, in my travels, in the Las Vegas area when I would bridge a bus and a, a car of some sort. So I usually would just walk because it ends up being too much of a pain. Uh, now that taxi, uh, there's a shortage of Lyft and Uber drivers in the Vegas area. You may have seen that there have been some crimes committed against drivers when the driver asks the passenger to wear a mask and then they freak out and all. So apparently the demand for, uh, ride share is greater than the providers of ride share services at this time. So it should be very interesting. So taxis might make a comeback here. Huh. So but, can yeah, we, can we, I've never say had a good experience with taxis. Can we say that that's um, a sort of an offshoot of the pandemic? What's I assume happening? since nobody yeah. was asking to wear a mask before the pandemic. Right. So there it is. Another, uh, I guess good or a bad uh, thing. What the pandemic is causing people to, well, people aside from people being dead. Yeah, those other inconveniences. That's true, but hey, you know this idea of wearing a mask or not wearing a mask. uh, What is the big deal? Just think, if you're a guy, you don't really have to shave. Just put your mask on, right? Yeah, Uh, I people are. Mostly, uh, as Tommy Lee Jones said in MIB, people are dumb. Yeah, we know that. (laughs) A person can be smart, but people are dumb. 
so crowds of people who don't understand mathematics go to Vegas and gamble or go to the beach. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just, well, just like I said, when, when I went into this doctor's office and I said, how come you didn't ask me if I had um, my vaccine? Well, some people don't want it. Okay. I think uh, there's a large majority of people who are against the vaccine. So in your estimation, do you think they're going to stop the, um, the halt of the pandemic by them not taking the vaccine? Is this going to drag on because the large majority of people are against the vaccine? There's, uh, there was an article written by somebody, I don't know if he was virology or epidemiology at Johns Hopkins. I just read it two days ago, I think. And he said, um, the estimate, the estimations that are being, uh, announced about vaccination, herd immunity, whatever, said that completely ignores the people who were infected and are likely still immune. But then you have to wonder how long that immunity lasts. I mean, so so it's a, I think it's a complicated uh, question and answer that they try to dumb down for the general public because, again, people are dumb. And uh, so you make a simple statement like, oh, when we hit 70% vaccinated, then we'll be okay. So a, a person who's well versed in the the language and the, the the field, the science, the the facts, the data, may say, "Well, actually, <laughs> that that doesn't account for this." But you can't really tell the general public that because the moment that that changes, then you have lost your argument. So I think you have to keep it simple. But, but so you know, like, oh, no masks versus masks that that throws everything out the window. So probably saying something around vaccination rate, if somebody says, oh, but look, we didn't have to get that high because people are immune because of their uh, previous infections and say, okay, great. That's not bad news. <laughs> so well, now I'm hearing people say, oh, now I hear that we have to have a third booster. Well, if you've gone for the first two, what the heck is a big deal going for the third one if that's going to ensure that you're not going to get this COVID-19. I mean, yeah, I, third... I never, I never had a, a vaccine before. I mean, I had the typical when you're a kid, but I never had flu shots and I haven't had the flu. I think, wow, I'm pretty lucky. But hey, people, when you've got a lot of people around you dying or really getting sick, they're on ventilators. What the heck? What's the big deal? Yeah, well, it's, it's a mistake me. to, it's a mistake to make, to, to be, uh, <laughs> By dumbing it down and saying it's just a the flu, it's not. So that that was a mistake I think our the government and the pundits and whatever made is that they they confuse the issue by by it's a logical fallacies right. You're just comparing. Oh, it's the same as that, and you know availability bias. I know I don't get the flu, and this is just like the flu. Why would I worry? About, you know. So the, 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 there's all kinds of. Uh, that's a can of worms to, to go down the timeline. Yeah, let's not go the through timeline. that again. But, we were talking yeah, I mean, about, and I'm sorry I brought it up because we were talking about COVID on a lot of our podcasts. And I'm I'm sure the people who are listening or that person who listens to our podcast are going, oh my God, that again? So we won't be well, talking about that too much. As, as people get vaccinated here in Nevada, 
we have a lot of people who got vaccinated. Our case positivity rates going down, dropping, as they say, uh, sports analogies. Hence your gambling's going up. Yeah, I know. Right. So, we're, But tourists coming here are not getting vaccinated when they come here. So I think it's this understanding. Or when you get into a, an Uber driver's car who is around people all day and he says, can you just wear a mask? And then you freak out and you assault the person, the driver, <laughs> which happened here. Uh, they should just once. turn around, bring them to the airport and say, get out and go home. Well, I mean, yeah. So it's it's just a, a public education thing about the value of, of these small gestures. So it's kind of interesting. I mean, th- this is pervasive in the world, right? So man, it would be, it would make a huge difference if you would just, you know, not park your car in that handicap spot or whatever, right? No, but my personal convenience. So there, there's just cases and cases of, of similar things, but it all happens to have been applied to everyone around the same time now with masks and distancing and all that stuff. But you know, these are general problems, right? Selfish versus aware. Yeah. yeah. Do you know, do? Um, um, we, like I said before, we've talked about COVID so much. Can you imagine we're going to do a podcast in a couple of months and we're not going to talk about COVID because it's all going to be taken care of. It's all gone. I, I can't wait for that day. And then we're going to have to figure out what the heck do we want to talk about? But from the people who've listened to this, they know that we can just go on and on and on. Right. Yeah. I'm, it will be interesting to see. Uh, I think at no point has anyone ever said, oh, the flu is just gone. Now we don't have to worry about it because every year it comes back and there's always. Yeah. Well, so COVID-19 or the SARS-CoV-2 virus may never go away. So No, but it may not be the topic of conversation as it is now. That's true. Although influenza kills a lot of people still. Yeah, but year. they never so, talk about it. They do, actually, but oh. nobody hears it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they talk about it and nobody hears about it. Oh, okay. No, they, they talk about it in the news. They talk about deaths. and uh, so. But this year, there's been so much proaction about mitigating mitigation measures, right? So, oh, don't don't get close to people. Don't do, wash your hands. Well, these are all things that also work on the flu. So if you basically just do what you do to avoid the flu, and but to not think that it is the flu, but the same mitigation measures, distancing, cover your mouth, cover your nose, uh, wash your hands, these all work. So there's been fewer cases of influenza through all this, right? We're, mm-hmm. We are coming to the end of the normal flu season and there's been nowhere near. But every year otherwise, yeah, you get all kinds of... Uh, deaths and whatnot. So. Well, I can't wait to talk about uh, your trip to Phoenix on our next uh, podcast. That should be interesting because I'm sure sure you're going to have some interesting things to say, right? I'm looking forward to uh, someone. (laughs) It's Southwest Airlines. So I'm looking forward to someone uh, flying probably back to Phoenix who doesn't want to wear a mask and is going to make a uh, a scene, and maybe oh. we'll get turned off, turned around. Well, we'll carry your camera with you. You never know when that's going to come in handy. But have I haven't one. seen you in uh, well sixteen months, so this should be uh, very enjoyable. I'm glad that you're coming to Phoenix finally. Maybe you- once I get uh, exposed to someone on the plane, and then I bring uh, virus into the. 
the mix. That would be fun. What happened to the positive attitude? Enough already. <laughs> these are these are realistic times. Okay. Well, as um, if you're listening to this podcast on an ongoing basis, you know that I am the creative one. I'm the positive thinker, and Dan is the nerdy one. And you can tell right off the bat when he starts talking, right, Dan? Uh, the probability of that being true is, uh, is that what you were looking for? No, <laughs> I was just looking, I mean, you can be nerdy and not sound like that, but it's time for us to go. So I hope everybody enjoyed today's show. We have a, we really enjoy doing these podcasts. As you can tell, we either start uh, laughing or bringing up stuff that probably nobody has a clue what we're talking about, but you know, if you enjoy the show, you can subscribe and you can rate it and you can also share it with your friends. We are looking for more listeners. Now, I do another podcast called Home Design Chat with Nancy, and I've got a lot of listeners on there, and hopefully they're going to listen to both podcasts. So if you want to learn more about me, you can go to nancyhugo.com and you can find out what I do uh, the rest of the time during the week. And if you have any questions for me, you can email me at nancy at hugofloss.co. Dan, it's your turn to give you a little commercial. Uh, I, I have no other person to help with web design or deployment or whatever. So I'm by day, I am trying to code some application stuff. And uh, by night, I sleep. So... Maybe someday there will be websites to visit and all kinds of interesting things to look at, but for the moment. Oh, talking about websites, if you do want to see my creative website, you can go into nancyhugo.com. And uh, as you haven't figured out by now, I'm a kitchen and bath designer, and I've been doing this for many, many years. And there's a lot of pictures on nancyhugo.com uh, in addition to uh, videos and before and after pictures, et cetera, et cetera. So on that note, Dan, I can't wait to see you next week. Oh, I hope I recognize you. It's been that long. Uh, probably, probably very similar. Yeah. I think, um, I, I have a feeling it will be, uh, well, we have another week. We'll, we'll have to see. If numbers are going down, there will be uh, irrational exuberance, to coin a phrase, but uh, we'll have to see if the things continue like that because, yeah, there's been a lot of socializing. We'll have to see. See what happens. Well, just wear your mask. Wear your mask. And everybody out there, wear your mask. I don't care if you believe it or not. Just wear your mask. Go get your vaccine. Stay safe. We want to beat this thing. And have a great day. Goodbye, Dan. Bye, Nancy. Bye, everybody. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Da -da -da -da.